0: Brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoke host, the good old boys. Suds. Suds, suds! It's time for more suds. It is definitely time for more suds. Thanks, and joining us again for this sud segment today, it's good old boy Mike. We have a great show ahead of us here today. It's one of our sud segments where we talk about beer, beer, and more beer. Uh, this is going to be a show and tell series as well as a very special story. And I have several folks here that are going to be able to uh, cover these beers we're going to talk about. Uh, sitting at microphone left to me is Monkey Trent howdy <laughs> uh, also joining us here at the table is Kix Player. hello kind sir and irony how do you? <clears throat> if I get all those names right as we go through this I think it'll be a miracle <laughs> <laughs> so uh, today uh, we have a show-and-tell uh, episode to go through with you and we have several beers to talk about Boris the spider infinite wisdom triple Uh, Yazoo Sioux, the Sour Sioux, as well as Thomas Hardy, the 40th anniversary of Vintage 2008 are the beers we're going to get to go through today. We've been uh, tasting these beers and we're going to be rating them uh, with our signature belch sounds and I'll go through each of those with you here real quick if you haven't heard them lately. Number one is, that sucks, give me anything but a bud. Number two is, was that a belch? Number three is, ah, what a relief. I think Kick's Player was our stunt double on that one. <laughs> number four is, a body should really not make that sound. And number five, our all-time high, is, listen to that hang time, give me another. So those are our suds here on Sip, suds, and Smokes. Where everything life is good in life is worth discussing. And, uh, you know, the first part of our episode today is talking about this very interesting conversation. So I happened to to be in uh, Craft Brood, who we've, we've been several shows, a couple of those have been on site. And I sat down and I had a couple of people join me at the tasting table and Trent sat beside me. And we, I ended up hearing part of this story about what you were doing. We were both on Untapped, and one of the things I noticed was the unusual number of beers that you had and so you had a story about what you've been doing um, about tasting beers
1: well thank you yes so the reason you saw me on untapped is because I can't drink any beer without first looking on untapped the reason because I don't drink the same beer twice amazing I just just checked before I drank this beer to make sure I could drink it because you know I can't rely on my memory and so now there's an app for that (laughs) I look up my beer and and the beer I just tasted brings me to 1663 unique beers unbelievable I mean uh,
0: I definitely have had a lot of beer and a lot of other things to drink but (laughs) I think what definitely uh, caught my attention is not only the fact that you chose to do this freely, but you're documenting it, you know, through Untapped as well.
1: I, I have to document it or I'll mess up.
0: <laughs> so you're using uh, very much Untapped as a beer diary, but it's helping you kind of keep this streak alive as well. So, uh, correct. I, I guess the first question is why did you choose to only drink unique beers? <laughs>
1: great question (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure I know the (laughs) answer
0: did you lose a bet (laughs) so
1: (laughs) so I downloaded Untapped almost two years ago put it on my iPhone Uh,
0: about when it just came out that's right
1: and and uh, I was checking into my beers and noticed in late December two years ago that I hadn't had the same beer twice I'm now about 25 beers in at the time I thought hey this sounds like fun let's do this and so here we are two years later, and I Trent, haven't did repeated beer. did you call a, a
0: friend right about that time and go, hey, I'm thinking about doing this? Didn't, didn't somebody pull
1: you away from the idea of going, uh, I don't think so? so, so someone <laughs> might should have smacked me, that's, that's for sure.
0: So, uh, so the decision was made about 25 beers in. When did you find that it was becoming difficult to do?
1: so it's interesting most of the time it's not difficult to do and the reason it's not difficult to do is because I've got a lot of people around me who really seem to enjoy watching me do this and so they share beers with me or they give me beers or they send me beers these folks are some of those good people I have folks uh, around the country who I trade with they send me beers they know I haven't had before and they always always check my list first Mm and so the times it's difficult are just when I'm out to eat and pull up the beer menu at the restaurant and you know they've got a couple craft beers and a couple less than craft beers and I've had them all. I know. (laughs) So I will have some water. Thank you.
0: I'll have some water. So eating out is no longer enjoyable for you is what you're saying.
1: It's more challenging.
0: It's more challenging. So uh, Did you get uh, into this in terms of time or the number of beers and all of a sudden it no longer was fun and it became a labor of love, or when was that magical moment?
1: You know, all those things at once. So there are times when it's truly an effort, uh, a challenge, a labor of love as you say. There are other times when it's simply a whole lot of fun, um, trying new things that I wouldn't have tried otherwise. Mm Receiving really bad
0: Mexican beers. That's what I'm thinking right now.
1: (laughs) You know they have their place. (laughs) I had it was not a really bad Mexican beer. It was even worse. I I enjoyed a Natty Light for number fifteen (laughs) hundred. That's bad. And it was a tall boy can. That 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 was an amazing stunt
2: he pulled by the way. Because if you look at the if you look at the amazingness of a lot of what he drinks. To be able to top that with such a absolutely, go ahead, and the shitty theater, um, is, is, it was beautiful to, to watch online as it unfolded.
1: It, it's very common for people using untapped when they hit some big milestone beer, 500, 1,000, 1,500, to drink a really special beer. Hmm. And so that's what I did. Wow.
0: <laughs> Celebrated 1,500 with a natty light. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I've got to ask. So, uh, what's been your favorite beer that you've had, you
1: know, out of this out of this streak so far? I get that question a lot, and it's know, not a yeah. question I can answer. Oh, wow. uh, There's lots of great beers. There's there's lots of great beers that I would really enjoy drinking again. There's a lot of average beers that I enjoy drinking again. They'd just be a nice session beer. Um, what really makes it easy? I, I see you asking. Well, name a beer. <clears throat> and there's there's lots of them, and it's hard to do. But what makes it easy is that some really good beers they now vintage. So the mm-hmm. 2012 is different from the 2013. That makes it a little easier to come back to that beer.
3: Well, you hear that Schlafly?
1: Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes,
0: Schlafly. Yes, Schlafly. pumpkin was not 2012. Well, and I actually uh, I remember the beer that we had when we met. We had one of the Stone Enjoy by series right. mm-hmm. uh, when we, when you and I sat down and met, and I thought. You know, seasonals have got to be your saving grace going through this. Um, be, you know, t- to even begin to try and embrace, you know, right. doing something like this, that seasonals are the only thing. You probably sit out in a restaurant and Applebee's going, oh, thank God, the, you know, the the fall beer is on. Wait, wait, <laughs> yeah. wait, 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 wait. Who's
1: eating at Applebee's?
0: Because <laughs> that is great. not a got place an inexpensive
1: to eat. menu. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> well there
0: is that. I figure it blends with the natty light. You yeah, know?
2: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I think Applebee's is more classic. Well, I mean, they do make like the margarita-flavored right, beers by right, Bud right. now, so. The the problem with seasonal beers is, I'm now two years in, I've hit all the seasons. So when Yazoo popped out their... Seasons in other countries. When, well, right, right. Right. When they popped out their Rye Saison, which is a great beer that I really enjoy, I've had it.
0: Mm. So I moved on.
1: Wow. <laughs> I don't know. You make it sound
2: like like the beer is dead to you
1: now. The beer is like, dead
0: to me. The beer yeah. is dead. I've moved on. All right. So we've established uh, at least you know the conversation about what may have been you know things that you like, but there's got to be some things, other style of beers or countries or something that you just loathe the thought of having an- one more of those or another style of that beer. I mean, I know what that is for me.
1: <laughs> so I'm I'm a very. Um, uh, open, optimistic, happy kind of a guy, and I'll drink it, whatever you put in my glass, just as long as I haven't had it before.
0: <laughs> wow, there you go.
1: Now, now, not all of them do I enjoy, but I'll get through it. Okay. Well, I, I was just in Washington, D.C. a week and a half ago, and I had some Russian beers at mm. a Russian uh, restaurant, alongside huh. the vodkas, huh. and those were all beers I hadn't had. It was nice. In you know?
0: Mother Russia, the beer drinks you. Yes, right. Right. <laughs> Well, um, so how long is the streak going to go on, you think, right now?
1: I I have no plan. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of beer. Uh, I need need help. He does have a lot of beer. I need help. So, as I said, people send me beer if the end times came.
3: Well, and if I'm not mistaken, there's another (laughs) badge at $2,500, correct?
1: Well, that's, yeah, right. So if if the end times came and I were locked in my cellar, I'd have at least another four or five hundred beers to mm. go. <laughs> well,
0: we know the guys at uh, Untapped, and uh, you know, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see what we can come up with um, <laughs> that might be rather interesting as the street continues. And uh, who knows? You know, maybe a trip to a place where it's the land of unique beers. You know. <laughs>
2: There is something about his, his entire plan of the, the unique beers that I've always kind of like pushed on him, and that is a, is that literally a beer can be completely different in the bottle than it is on draft. Mm. And I've told him like, well, that hey, counts as
0: two unique beers.
2: You should try this the as serving mechanism. Yeah. However, the reason he can't do that is kind of the fault of the people who run untapped. And the fact is, is you cannot get a unique check-in mm. for the draft version of a beer.
1: So that's the reason why he won't do it. And I've actually had this conversation with them. they have had this they have a, a. They're wonderful with support. Mm-hmm. And they have a very active support blog. And occasionally, I'll <coughs> have had a beer that is a different beer, it is totally unique beer. And they have a different philosophy, and they'll merge it in with a prior beer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it has to do with whether it's dry hopped and served on tap versus the one in the bottle. They'll just say, well, no, they're the same. Mm -hmm. And I disagree, you disagree, most of us disagree. But they have a very reasoned conversation about it. And so we can certainly address that, talk about it. Nerdy Yeah. (laughs) Nerdy Well,
0: I think if I had to think about the place (laughs) that I would really love to take Trent, um, I think it's pretty easy for me to say, The one place that I've walked into that I really felt like wow there's this nothing here that I've ever 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 had before it would be tourists.
1: Danish oh, bar in
0: yes. in, uh, in uh, northern Brooklyn. Yes. I have to say, every time I've been in there, it's like wow. You know, well, why is there no bell when when you n- mentioned that? Because you, oh, well, you need to ding yourself. Of <laughs> well, tourist needs its
3: own sound. Yes,
0: yeah. uh, it does. You know, tourist is this amazing place. Look, it <laughs> needs a rounding applause. You know, yes. I, I I really I, I've enjoyed going to tourists this year. Well, we hear, you'll hear a lot of conversations about. Uh, tourists in general, because uh, I've definitely enjoyed a lot of really great stuff there, and uh, you'll uh, you'll get to hear more about that.
1: There, well, th- there's a place in Washington D.C. that's a pizza restaurant it has a twenty page beer menu that's always changing. Pizzeria mm-hmm. Paradiso. Oh stuff. yes,
0: that's right. I've been there.
1: Yeah. And so I went there twice last week and had f- five or six different beers that were things I hadn't even heard of. It was awesome. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I have been in there. It's been a long time, um, but uh, yeah, that that's a good place for the street. I don't yes. know that I would consider it a great place for beer, but if we're talking about some place closer to home that's also a pizza place that serves
2: great beer, the crazy thing is, is that uh, in Bowling Green, Kentucky.
3: Oh man, yes.
2: The uh, the Mellow, mellow Mushroom,
3: Mushroom in Bowling Green, Kentucky. The
2: guy who runs, uh, who picks the beer for that, his name's Matt, and it's crazy.
1: I mean, yeah. his, there's his some list. great beer
2: places in Kentucky. His list is crazy for Bowling Green,
1: Kentucky. Who would have thought? Well. <clears throat> Actually, a great place to get pizza and beer in town, hmm? Desano. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. You well, bring your own beer. You bring, <laughs> yeah, you can bring your own beer at that point. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, I have like aged natty light on my mind for, mm. for uh, Bowling Green, but in vintage Italy. 1992. <laughs> Well that brings around uh, for our discussion of the beers we have for today in our show and tell discussion. And so each of us has brought a beer. and uh, Trent, I'm just gonna I'm gonna let you go first about tell us a little bit about the beer you brought and uh, tell us a little bit about what you like it and rate it for us.
1: Sure. so I brought a beer from Upland. Upland is in uh, Bloomington, Indiana. They also have a tasting room in Indianapolis. They have a tremendous sour beer program that is becoming increasingly popular, and it's becoming very difficult to get their sour beers. Hmm. This beer is their triple, uh, it's called Infinite Wisdom, and I've been sitting on it for about a year and a half, I believe. Uh, And I brought it so that we could enjoy it. It's a nice beer for a chilly day like today.
0: And a unique beer for you, And
1: it's a unique Mm -hmm. beer for me. It's one less beer I'm sitting on in my (laughs) cellar, which is a good thing.
0: So, uh, any of the tasting characteristics and how would you rate it?
1: Yeah, so I, th- I thought this beer was solidly between a three and a four. We served it a little under room temperature. Hmm. And I got a lot of butterscotch and caramel when I was tasting it, some of those malts and sweets. It was good and rich and round as I was drinking it down.
0: Hmm. So, we're going to give that our suds rating of three. Ah, uh, what a relief and uh, ask more about the butterscotch adventure here with Kixplayer. What would you think of the <laughs> Infinite Wisdom uh, Triple?
2: <laughs> uh, that uh, was I, I custom, think I just belch. gave
0: my custom
2: rating right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, literally, uh, it was a great beer. It could have been a little bit colder. Um, I'm not saying so cold as that it would be bitter or whatnot, but... Uh, just a little bit of a, a below room temperature is what what we uh, what what it what should have probably been at but uh, I agree it it's probably a great solid three mm.
0: um, uh, what a relief Ooh. um so uh irony, what did you think of the infinite wisdom triple?
3: Oh, I'm gonna second that Butterscotch. uh the first moment that i put it in my mouth i definitely said honey but it's much more butterscotch delicious mm. sweet easy drinking hides its booze well um i'm actually gonna give it a four wow a
0: four uh, wow oh, <laughs> body should really not make that sound well uh so <laughs> i had a chance to try the uh, infinite wisdom triple as well and i have to say this first beer i've had from this brewery so mm. that's cool wow uh, i always enjoy that and uh I wrote down sweet as in like candy sweet. Yeah. Um, you were saying butterscotch as I was writing it down so I actually... there's a lot of candies I thought that it would have gone with but um, it's really busy for a triple. Um, there was just way too much going on. I tend to think of triples as being... Uh, I, I won't say one-dimensional but uh, just not complex. Uh, I l- usually am looking for depths of flavor uh, within the simplicity of a triple itself. So I thought it was a bit of a swing and a miss. Um, my Sedge Rating for Infinite Wisdom Triple is 3 as well. Uh, what a relief. All right, Kixplayer, you brought uh, something for us to enjoy here today and something very unique. I want to share your you so with us. I brought
2: Sue by Yazoo, but this is a, a sour variant that I think uh, probably started their whole... Trip down, you know, with their Sour, sour programs. Lane, yes. Yeah, down yes. Sour Lane. Um, which I think is kind of unique in the fact is that this would probably happen, what, 2010? You we they, think, we think. That yeah. they held onto it for two years. They they released a beer called Fortuitous, where they took this, uh, this beer that accidentally went sour. It was a batch of Sioux. Um, and they blended it with, what, Cocoa Nib Sioux and Bourbon Barrel Sioux? I believe, yes. I think was Fortuitous. Um, But the thing that I think that is so amazing, first of all, this is one of the beers that got Mara and I into drinking beer uh, at this level at the Craft, because we went to the Fortuitous Release, and when we showed up, it was a kind of a bottle share.
1: And was, the first thing it, it, that it was an
2: incredible bottle
1: share. It was amazing, community share. wide.
2: L- let, let me explain how how amazing this was. So first thing we show up, we drank a little bit of sour stew. This stuff is, I thought it was amazing uh, at the time, and I still really like it. Um, but the first thing that somebody put in my mouth after I drank this was uh, Russian Rivers uh, supplication. supplication. Oh my goodness! So those two things in the same sitting. Imagine no, wow! Imagine this. Imagine not knowing anything about like craft beer, beer as far as like sour beer and like the depth of where craft beer can go. Wow. And they just put that in your mouth immediately. Like f- f- flat, right out the gate. <laughs> um, and then not only that, but I mean there was also such a Cantillon There was all kinds of amazing stuff. It was it was the most it was like
0: a historical bottle share. Hello Pellet. Please close the door on the Lamborghini. We're
1: taking you around the palace. So the, so there was there was a there was a big open room up on the second floor mm-hmm. and there was one corner where Brandon Jones was sharing his beer, oh, yeah. that's where that kids Player was, and that's where I found myself. And our friend Nathan, and Mark, and, and, Nathan. and, our and yeah. uh, all kinds of different people. Yeah. Um, but that being
2: said, I, I wanted to give props to Yazoo for being, especially Linus, for being so forward-thinking, because when this happened, the suit that they held on to to make something, what was huge in craft beer at the time? It was hops. It was like the hop war. Everybody was trying to like out hop one another and like all the bros were at like the the beer bars going, Oh, I gotta have my IPA, blah 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 and nobody knew anything about sour beer except for a few ring the bell nerds uh, that were out there. And and by the way, I, I I know that I can get nerdy about beer, but we prefer to call ourselves no geeks because we, we bite the heads
3: off chickens. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: because we bite the heads off. Chi- no, because <laughs> we still drink regular regular beer just like everybody else, and we don't like, like natty light. <laughs> yeah, like natty light. Right. However, we're so excited about what beer can be and where where it's gone, and where it's about to go. But uh, once again, big props to uh, to Linus and also to Brandon Jones, who uh, Linus brought on for embrace the funk. Um, I really love the fact that Nashville has somebody uh, right up there with uh, uh, Corey King at Perennial, or uh, was it Chad Jacobson over at Crooked Stave? Um, somebody who can hold it down for Tennessee as far as great sour beer.
1: Hmm. So, and, and they're getting better. So, and better. Uh, oh, and
2: better. Yeah. <laughs> every every release just gets sickeningly, amazingly better. So, what's your uh, SUDS rating kicks, player for sour? On sour the beer? sour soup. <laughs> So I have a nostalgia rating on this, which which was like like a high four, and and now like I have two bottles of this actual <laughs> original sour soup, one of which I just opened here. Um, once again, thanks to Brandon Jones, at Embrace the Funk. Um, so you gonna stick I, I'm with gonna, the four. I'm. You know what? Hold on. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me let me smell this. Am I allowed to drink this on the air? I'm yeah, not. Yes. No halves. I'm so. not. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like the newest sound so, effect.
2: So like literally, literally, I get I get that chocolate. I get this. Like if you know Sue, Sue is like a campfire in your mouth. This brings that smoke all the way down to let some of that chocolate come through, but yet it's got this sweetness. And a sourness to it that makes it kind of like a tart berry. It's almost like it's like a sweeter, smokier version of uh, the
0: brewery's uh, Tart of Darkness. So I'm gonna stick with the four. I'm, I'm definitely gonna uh, stick with the four. It's <coughs> a good beer. <coughs> body should really not make that sound. All right, <laughs> irony. What do you think of sour soup?
3: Well, bottle conditioning does a lot, and I think that uh, well, the smoke has fallen off quite a bit, and the sour is not as sour as I remember it so I'm gonna go with a three
0: A three I would really I had a chance to uh, try sour soup here for the first time and uh, you know I definitely know an awful lot about uh, both Yazoo as well as you know uh, Brandon's beer before Yazoo and, and now even as he is uh, you know definitely uh, working on many other sour beers there with Yazoo as well um you know I think uh, the one thing I found myself in looking at this beer was thinking about the before and the after and knowing what Sioux tasted like mm-hmm. uh, as it was released and then thinking about uh, as some of the souring agent here has been applied. And I actually don't know if it's lacto or or bread uh, that caught up with this somehow some way it tastes like lacto lacto, yeah yeah it it was Mm -hmm. a wild
1: fermentation would would have been
0: yeah would have been my guess it would have been lacto because it didn't taste like bread so but uh you know, I think one of the things I found is that it, it muted everything. It's like somebody turned the volume down on all the flavor characteristics of Sue, and not only that, but I didn't think that the the uh, souring agent was really adding to the to the beer overall. Um, so, do I did I think it was a, an interesting mistake or experiment? Yes, uh, but do do I look at it and say, well? Do I think that would be a beer that I would love for them to recreate? I don't know. That would be pretty hard for me to say yes to that. And I think part of it is because I know Brandon's making so many other great beers there uh, that I am looking forward to to doing. So my set's rating for Sour Sue is going to be three. What a relief. Trent, what do you think of Sour Sue?
1: Well, so... I didn't get to drink Sour Sue, because I drank Sour Sue 19 months ago. That's right. So if it originally came out. If I were to dig way back into my recesses, (laughs) colored with nostalgia,
0: and- I I wonder what the statute of limitations are rating beers (laughs) are here on on, uh, Sip, Suck, and Smokes. Embellished with my love
1: of Mm -hmm. Yazoo. And Brandon and Linus who do great things for the community and really for the statewide beer community I I really enjoyed Sour Sioux when I had it back at that beer share Mm -hmm. on February 18th 2012 and and I at the (laughs) time would have given it a solid four Uh, I thought the sour and the smoke and the roast were really nicely integrated they filled your mouth they gave a whole lot of flavor. I liked at the time the fact that the smoke had been um, I liked at the time that the smoke had been somewhat muted because up until that point the smoke ensue was really a little bit more. Excessive than it is. It now. was. It was. It was intense. It's yeah. like LaFarge times ten. Like, <coughs> if like you know driving your a pig through your mouth. Yeah. yeah. Um, soon. Soon in. now is generally more muted when it comes to the smoke, and it's much more of a balanced beer. Mm. At least when I had it, it was. Yeah. So I, I give it a solid four, and that's based, as I said, on nostalgia and memory. Cool.
0: Sounds great. Hey, listen, we're just going to take a, a quick breather here real quick, and uh, we'll be right back. We've got two more beers to chat about here in our uh, show-and-tell series. Uh, we'll be <laughs> right back.
1: That and my wife's. Hey, we're me. back
0: <laughs> with uh, two more beers here on our uh, show and tell series. And next up is uh, the beer that Irony brought, uh, which is a really uh, interesting English beer. So, what'd you bring?
3: I brought O'Hanlon's Thomas Hardy's Ale, which is kind of uh, notorious in the beer community. This is Vintage 2008, which is the 40th anniversary of the 40th anniversary of the death of Thomas Hardy, uh, notable English playwright, not playwright, I'm sorry, poet and novelist, which you <laughs> may remember from uh, Tessa the D'Urbervilles and Jude the Obscure with loving or terror.
2: Did like I mention she's studying to be a librarian? Really? Mm. Yes. I am. So ironic. This is a literary dear. <laughs>
1: very very <laughs> ironic. Yeah. Yeah.
2: In a Lannis Morissette kind of way.
3: Hey now, <laughs> um, so no, no, none of that
2: was ironic. No, exactly, that's yeah, why I was right. saying mm. exactly.
3: <laughs> so this is an English ale and like um, many many bigger beers, it deserves to be drunk uh, much closer to room temperature. And uh, we had an idea some time ago. Uh, we're going to throw this out to y'all. Someone make a million bucks off this. Um, there's a lot of things that will chill your beverage, but we don't know of anything that will warm your beverage. Any faster. I was thinking maybe like Fisherman's Friends, something you can break in your hands, just put over. I'm you know, thinking my glass. hand. Well, we use our <laughs> hands and, you know, you know just body blow on it a little Specifically bit. Specifically,
2: think about this for beer festivals. Like, you've been, a million of us have been to a beer festival in the freezing cold. Very much. And, so. and you Six have this little tiny glass, one. and you see sometimes they'll take like, uh, was it a... the, cool, the a koozie. Light. koozies? yeah. They'll put a koozie around it. But that, that only helps to keep it cold. So while That's your hand might be cold, hand, yeah. you get the Fisherman's Friend to keep your <coughs> hand warm and it warms up your beer to the proper temperature. And yeah, I think the only and thing would be not
3: warming it too fast.
0: Yeah. Or too high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't cook the beer. So what do you think of the taste of the Thomas Hardy you brought?
3: I am loving this. Um, I don't give out fives very often, so I'm going to give this a very high and loving four. Ooh. This is caramel and treacle but without becoming syrupy i want to get a kiddie pool and just roll around in
0: it <laughs> <laughs> well it's uh i think that was a great way of describing this beer and uh you know thank you first off for bringing us a uh, really great beer you know i have had many different vintages of um Thomas Hardy. I've not had this one. I I think the last one that I had was a 2004. It was the last Thomas Hardy that I enjoyed. And I actually remember uh, that experience. Um, (coughs) You know, I thought it was really syrupy and I, I was like wow there's something dead wrong you know with this beer uh you know I, I've had some similar reaction to some other English ales, even Utopias I had some of the same reaction mm-hmm. like oh my god this is pancake syrup this is not you know mm-hmm. um you know it just really uh dark so Lord. so when I heard you uh dark brought Lord. this you know I thought dark. wow dark.
1: <laughs> pancake syrup pancake and vodka syrup. <laughs> dark so sorry, my, we didn't mean to take that over. Is
0: my sound effects kit working? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know? Let me see. Yeah, the pucker's working. Okay, okay right. go ahead and talk. I'm sorry. No, that's nah, all right. What did you find, sir? this one boy. or the 2004? 2004? No, no, no. I think, I think the last time I, that I had the 2004, I, you know, I I think that I remembered it was, you know, had quite a bit of that, you know, I don't know, very thick on my palate, and so I was like, hmm. and that was the first, you know, my first. Uh, Uh, reaction was, wow, uh, this is chilled, and uh, part of what I always remember about really having good English ales, it needs to be nearly room temperature, or maybe slightly below, more closer to around 65 is the magic mark uh, for English ale. but um, I really thought this was wonderful. I couldn't thank you enough for bringing this. Uh, I wrote down that it was sublime, complex, it was very alcohol-forward, and it had a very gentle Kind of caramel quality to it, and uh, I think <clears throat> I'm not always a real fan of vintage beers in general. Um, but I, I think of all the of all the English vintage uh, ales that I've had, this one I, I definitely like. I would come back to it again. My rating is a four. I probably should really not make that sound. Trent, were you <laughs> able to drink this beer? First I,
1: off? I was very much able to oh, enjoy right. this beer. Yay. Oh. Yay! I am so glad that that is the case. So, I, I also give this one a solid four. Wow. It, it had many layers, but really throughout was this caramel <coughs> and fraline and even a roasty, toasty brown sugar to it. I got the alcohol. I didn't think it was as forward as you had uh, suggested, uh, okay. but it, it was there just enough to warm almost felt like a pralington cream hot toddy or even a butter beer mm-hmm. toffee coffee. toffee i like all coffee. Those. yeah
0: mm-hmm. and even as i'm having it now it has warmed up to room temperature since i've had it and i'm going to still st- stick with my tasting notes but i can er- I, I like the way you're you're just you know i think you're capturing some very good tasting qualities as well so a four all right kicks player dara <sighs> asked what you thought of this <laughs> <laughs> uh once again, like
2: toffee, toffee and more toffee. Think like Heath Bar Was there toffee think, in it? I I get I
0: definitely Did you get, get any toffee. toffee on that? It was only like a roasted to- toffee. There's like a there's something more mm-hmm. yeah, it's that's kind of wrapped around Absolutely, it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think Irony hit it right on the head when she said treacle. Um
2: yeah. As well as as that toffee, and can I say toffee? Yes, you can
0: say toffee. I I, I give this I give this once again a high four. Wow. Uh, four. A very high four. Uh, <coughs> well, I like your belches uh, better than my sound effects, but uh, uh. I think the beer is even um, better. So, thank you, Arnie, very much for bringing that.
1: Yay.
0: <coughs> um. <laughs> so. Uh, no, so there was one topic that I meant to come back and, and visit before we uh, talk about our last beer here uh, that I brought. So, Kixplayer, with your Yazoo soup. if yes, you sir. if you had to pick out the perfect arcade game that Ooh. goes with the sour suit, oh, I mean, what would it be? You know? Oh,
2: man, that's so hard. I know, yes. So, one of the great things about uh, living here is not only do we have Yazoo to make great beers like this, but we have one of the best... Arcades in the southeast, um, a place called Game Galaxy in Antioch, Tennessee, and they've got 44 plus like classic pinball machines, an entire room of like upright arcade games, and I, I don't know. Um, they even have a tapper. They even have okay. So matter of fact, see, but. Tapper isn't Tapper about. Tapper was you. See, you almost
0: had yeah. me wanting to put a, a a Defender game, you know, here in the dude in the basement studio. So you know, in between you know games, <laughs> games like, go go over there play it. So. I don't.
2: I don't. Defender's good, but but I don't Asteroid. know if that's that's right for Sue. Asteroid. Asteroid. Dark. Okay. Oh, t- <laughs> no, uh, so I'm classic. gonna classic. I'm gonna turn around and say a great game for Yazusu. for Yazuzu, Uh and you're, the only place you're gonna be able to find this once again is a Game Galaxy. There's a thing called B-Rap Boys, that is this Japanese version of what they figured urban culture was like via circa 1992 or 93.
3: But it's also kind of a street fighter. Too. So it's all oh. like.
2: Like why it's like people of all there's your main guy is this black guy and he's on Rollerblades and it's got a rap soundtrack and he has to beat people up, kind of like double dragon on 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 roller blades rollerblade. Yes, and it's called B Rap Rat Boys. Um, go to Game Galaxy and play this game. <laughs> just for the soundtrack on this game alone is amazing.
0: You know, uh, all I have to say is you've heard it first here on Sip, Sets, and Smokes. We've had we've done cheese pairing, we've done wine pairing, we've done whiskey pairing, we've done every kind of beer pairing you can think of. I've never this is the first. A a, beer, a pairing beer with an arcade game <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> or so. well, you can do that i mean you know, if you are they need to get be,
3: their beer license yeah,
2: I, I think i think beer and pinball is probably probably more my my specialty oh yeah but i love you.
0: my arcade games as well <clears throat> well i thought that that was an important thing to definitely <laughs> add to your tasting notes around <laughs> yasu Su or sour soup as I understand what was the perfect arcade game pairing so i didn't want to skip over that all right so that swings us around to uh, the i beer. still
1: like asteroids <laughs> classic
0: but I, don't think it, but I don't think it would go with that beer so, oh yeah, I not you know,
1: asteroids and you know, it's all about the pairing though. man
2: no. <laughs>
0: it's B-rap boys or bust yeah.
3: Cadillacs and dinosaurs oh that's a good one that's a good one
0: I'm trying to think well it swings us around to uh, the beer that I brought uh, for us to enjoy which is Boris the Spider um from uh, Spider Bite uh, Brewing is uh, the brewery that makes this. They are out of Milford, New York. Um, Boris the Spider is swinging in about uh, ABV of 10%. It is a Russian Imperial Stout. And I would say that some of the style characteristics are a little bit different around Russian Imperial Stouts as opposed to um, regular you know, American-style stouts or an oatmeal stout is... Russian You know, uh, stouts tend to be a bit more dry, a little bit more rye. Uh, in them and um, so this beer has uh, it's widely distributed in the the northeast part of the US I've seen it on tap, I've seen it in bottles um, and I always see it disappear quickly (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. the other thing I always notice about it Um, so it was really great Uh, this first time that I've had it probably I don't know in a month or two uh, since the first time I had it so it was really great
1: that I was able to to bring it here and share it with all of you today and of course this is the first time ever I've had it. Oh, there you go. <laughs>
0: what, you which learned is, it here first. Which is, exclusive. which
1: is really important for uh, Trent, <laughs> you know.
0: I had to rip through half my cellar to find out something he hadn't had before. So. I believe it. Um, you know, I thought it was uh, right on cue. I thought it was a bit dry. Um, uh, it was very inky, uh, was the thing that I really... Um, It was just so just uh, dead, you know, dense. Um, It was everything that I tend to think of about a, a Russian stout in general. I wouldn't say that it was probably up in the hallows of you know my favorite um, Russian stouts of all time, but I thought this was very good. My third rating for the Boris the Spider is actually going to be a three. Oh, what a relief! Trent, what do you think of uh, Boris the Spider from uh, Spider Bite?
1: Right on a three. Mm, wow, as well. Hmm. Huh? It, it was black as the darkest night. Very inky. Yeah. It. Um, gave some chocolates and some roast in the mouth but I found it somewhat thin and, and mm-hmm. even relatively light for a Russian.
0: Yeah I really thought uh, I liked how you used that word thin. I, I think that was capturing you know some of the mouthfeel or just you know some of the general qualities around it. Yeah I had
1: uh, just the other day a pirate bomb which is out of prairie Ooh. out of Oklahoma. Mm. It's a, their a standard it's probably more an imperial South mm. than a Russian, mm-hmm. okay. aged in rum barrels. Why well, do a
0: regular beer when you get an imperial? Beer. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. exactly. And,
1: and and that bad boy, it it was a solid four and a half. It was <clears> many <throat> layers. It was rich. It was thick. It was complex. I got the the chocolate, almost like a, a Hershey chocolate syrup, but in uh, a good way. In a good you're way. You're making me jealous. In I a good think. way. Um, and then it followed with layers of barrel and rum and vanilla and just a little bit of the chili. Don't, I like definitely don't any. have any of that with
0: this uh, Boris spider. Right, right. right. No, so, no. so going from no.
1: that to Boris the spider, it really, it really, it really diminishes <laughs> where Boris yeah. is. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Kicks player, what do you think of uh, Boris the Spider here? Well, I was in an orgy in 1976,
2: <laughs> and in no way was Boy, like this talk that about orgy. The conversation sorry. really getting diluted. I'm sorry, it was just—it was everything that, that, wait, wait, that. Wait, wait, wait!
1: I think I was there.
2: <laughs> it was everything that Trent was just saying. It's hilarious. He, he was—he was saying, you know, I just had this amazing, great thing, and it wasn't that. Um... Honestly, I'm gonna give this a two. Wow! Oh. And the reason why is, um, I think that what you're saying, where you go everywhere and it, it, people drink it out, and it is made to be kind of like a, a mass-produced beer, it, is that I mean, it is really easy to drink. It's 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 thin. It's it's light to drink, um, but it still is a riz, which a Russian imperial stout. Um, so you still get those characteristics of that dryness on front. You only get a hint of like salted caramel on the very back finish, and then for me, right in the center of my palate, was something that, uh, I, I know this is going to sound weird to people who don't, you know, analyze their beer, and I know that this is probably this crowd, but I, I, I got ashtray, like right that in the That
1: sounds weird. I know,
2: <laughs> I know. So like a little bit of like, you know, ashtray, and then so I
1: like the salted caramel, but
2: I don't know, it's nothing that I would probably drink again.
1: Hmm. Yeah. It's wow. probably not something I would drink again, either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> then again, that 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 is correct. <laughs> Irony, what do you think of uh, Boris the Spider?
3: I'm going to give it a three as well. Wow. Um, for something that pours Ooh. like motor oil, it was thin. It was huh. very light-bodied. It was very accessible. And um, I hear what Kicksplayer is saying. I think that that weird... Ashtray flavor is something that I get in a lot of Russian Imperial stealth, and I did not get a lot of that in this. Yeah. So, in that respect, it, it was nice. It mostly like really bitter chocolate, like 85, 90% chocolate.
2: With mm. cigarette butts. <laughs> With
0: cigarette butts. I like that.
2: That's so, weird. <clears throat> I'm, I'm wondering if we maybe we can talk to Alvin Sinclair and have them make a cigarette butt like chocolate. <laughs>
0: So, KickSplayer, what's a favorite arcade pairing for the Boris the Spider? Oh, for Boris the Spider?
1: Think asteroids um, would be any good? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna say like one-dimensional. He has like one game in his head.
2: <laughs> no, I need I need I need to bring make this beer better and make this beer more uh, more accessible to myself. So if I'm drinking this beer and I'm playing a game, I'm playing a game from the I think it's like the late '70s uh, from a company called Exidy. It's called Chiller. Chiller. <laughs> oh, <it's>, wow. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> Chiller Chiller is an uh, homage to the Splatterhouse movies of like the 1970s, like. Super gory but it's it's a shooter so it's like you're in like a, a shooting gallery but you're shooting like naked people that are like hung Chained up on, like, a, a dungeon or whatnot. And there's really no redeeming value to the game other than just make it as gruesome as possible.
3: Except make it as gruesome as possible in 8-bit <laughs> glory. Right, right,
2: glory.
0: right right It's all 8-bits, of course. You guys can't see me, but I'm just laughing so hard. I'm like, I've never seen anybody talk about arcade games with so much passion. Like, you, know, <laughs> you know, I mean, I talk about beer passionately. Yeah. You I talk about arcade
2: games. Well, there's, like, you know, there's four like, things. <laughs> I should say there's five things. That I love. Number, number one is the lady here to my left. Um, the, the other Does four. Does she come with or without the guard cake game? Oh, well, she comes yes. with me. I would with you pair her with a game. You know? uh, other. We
3: go to Louisville <laughs> Arcade Expo annually.
2: Yeah, yeah. We, we we travel. We travel for many things. There, there are four things that that I specifically travel for. It's vinyl records. It's shoes. Like I have a pair of shoes right now that have a vinyl record on the bottom of them as the sole uh, by Kush. Um, uh, then of course. Dr- craft beer, and we also do craft cocktails and craft soda, but, um, uh, what shoes, vinyl records, oh, and pinball arcade. Yeah. So.
3: And we do have one, um, at the house that fuses the love of craft beer and the love of arcade.
2: Yes. We have a game called ice cold beer. It's from Tato in 1983. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's kind of like a pinball meets like a, A ticket redemption game. I guess you put a pinball on a a metal bar and lift it up using two joysticks on left and right sides. So you have to balance the ball to put it into into each individual hole. Now this game wasn't really meant for arcades. It was more meant for bars because if you got to the tenth hole, a star lights up, and then you show the bartender and you get a free beer Mm. from the bar. We hold to that
1: rule at the house. Does it (laughs) get easier or
0: harder? It (laughs) It gets uh, harder with more beers. No, 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 with more beers oh well that too <laughs> it might get yes. easier
3: with more beers
0: <laughs> I, i'm seeing a whole new audience is going to join subsets and smokes and i i that, hope so That you've brought to the table i'm yeah so, I'm, I'm so happy and you know I, I really am not quite sure where to go with the next conversation around arcade games <laughs> you know with you kicks so um wow that was really great i enjoyed it though uh and um uh, you know, there's always something to compliment a beer. I just never thought it would be an arcade game, so I'm telling oh, you. Yeah. Hey, sometime soon, you you and I will go down to a game galaxy,
2: and we'll uh, we'll sneak in some craft beer or something.
0: Absolutely. I like the first you part of the equation. <laughs> <laughs> well, just rent the whole place out. How about that? We could do that. Yeah. That would be great. It's our next tasting. <coughs> Party!
2: <laughs> I think it's like in an hour at your house, isn't it? No, no, the, the one after that. Oh, okay. Beer
3: Miss! <laughs>
2: beer Miss! Yes, we do We do what's called Beer Miss once a year. We get all of our, our beer friends together, and we... Uh,
3: Decompress from the we holiday sh- madness. Th- think
2: about, like, as you're shopping throughout the year. For us craft beer uh, geeks, we we hoard a lot of beer. We don't call ourselves alcoholics. We call ourselves alcohol hoarders. Hmm. <laughs> um, so literally as you're shopping throughout the year you're like, you know what? This could this could probably age well and this would be perfect for beer mas. So we at the end of the year we always bring out some really big beers, some amazing it's stuff.
1: Special.
0: And uh, and share. You know, it's kind of a running topic, uh, you know, that we've had here on Set, and the Smokes about aging beers. So let's mm-hmm. be a good question to throw out to, sure. all, to all of you cuz I definitely have an opinion, but I'd love to know what you guys think. Mm-hmm in general what do you think about aging beer is it something you just do across the board
1: is there are certain breweries or certain beers yeah, you yeah. tend to do things with i'll let trent take it first so, so it, it's absolutely based on the beer itself there aren't certain breweries there are it's really more related to style beers that have certain components as their main flavor you want to drink quickly others you don't hops you generally want to drink quickly unless it's Fresh, as fresh, fresh, uh Coffee in a beer you want to drink pretty quickly, unless it's something like Dark Lord, which has so much going on. Then you just
3: want to make pancakes. Pan- in addition pancakes. to the coffee
1: that you want to sit on it until it kind of settles down. But big beers, dark beers, sour beers, sometimes beers with fruits in them or honey in them, they benefit from some time in the bottle to calm down and relax. Mm. Well, some, some fruit needs to be drank fresh. I usually find that a lot of fruit stuff like
2: dies within the first year. You try even, And this is funny, even with the uh, Cantillon, which is stuff that people notoriously age. Like you talk to the, the brewer of Cantillon and, and they talk about how you need to drink it within the first year or
0: so and that it can age up for 10 People to 10 see years not in Bible, my head right? yes, yes. Right. lambics are not to be uh, aged you know forever um, you know the aging characteristic they've done with the blends you know you're basically going to blow the whole point of what they did through the blending cycle, right. exactly you know by uh, you know keeping it around for another 2 or 3 years so yeah right you know.
2: so i believe i believe aging is good depending like like say you get a beer that's so big and so boozy that you're just like Oh, this is almost painful to drink. Like the flavors are there, it's delicious, but
1: it's so boozy and so rich, mm-hmm. like so you, Thomas Hardy.
2: Like, like Thomas Hardy exactly. And you can you can put it off, and those characteristics will mellow over time mm. um, by by aging it. Um, now, the majority of our stuff, we don't age on purpose. <laughs> uh, we probably maybe and we have,
1: like, we have I, I like absolutely agree with this. this. I've got like I said, I've got so many bottles I just yeah. can't possibly drink. when, when you're when you're alcohol hoarders like us, you know everywhere you travel,
2: you're always looking for something a that's not in your market, B that might be limited release, and C that just strikes your fancy and you're just like, oh my god, that looks great mm-hmm. or the label is great. <laughs> let's try this. And so we, we bring it home. And unless we wanted to like have a running blood alcohol level of like thirty point five, like we couldn't continuously drink this stuff. So and, and we're and we're not
1: alcoholics. So I'm up to the challenge. <laughs> right right. So and, and so what what I do is I selectively age the stuff mm-hmm. that I need that I receive by trade. That needs to be consumed right away. I drink that right away. Right. By default, other things age. Mm. Hey, Trent, I have a 2008 Heady Topper I can trade you. you <laughs> that.
0: Ooh. Mm. i bet that's tasty. I would tasty. say no.
2: No, oh, no, no, no. And I would say
0: no. Somebody in
1: the audience is going to take me up for this song. I'm telling you, I, I, as much Heady hey, Topper hey, as I've had, hey, I would hey, hey, say no. So. Kicks, I have a Heady Topper from early November. Uh-huh. It's probably too old, isn't it? Yeah. That is, yeah. that is yeah. too old. Yeah. That one I'll take. Yeah, that's Pedo Bear.
0: True. Are any age or non-age?
3: Well, I, I'll say I'm going to go with these gentlemen. Um, it's definitely related to style, absolutely. Um, there are some things that we do intentionally age, but we'll get like one to drink fresh and one to put by. Um, or
2: three or four and then dr- drink them over the time period so oh, that yes. we see how the beer develops. We,
3: ha- we have um, a little thing going on with Founders Bolt Cutter. A couple of us all have a bottle and we're gonna open one up like. We opened one up when it came out, we'll open it up this year, next year, year after, see mm-hmm. how it ages, because that's a, an awfully big beer. <coughs> yeah. It's
1: a so big barley wine style mm-hmm. beer, yeah. a lot of booze. So
0: I love that last topic, and so that's something that I have done with uh, several beers, and uh, the uh, Whistlerin uh series is something that I, I've enjoyed doing That is watching how that beer you know, changes over time. Bigfoot is the other area. Mm-hmm. Right. I enjoy. Uh, have some Bigfoot. Probably. Watching and and seeing not only what vintage is, but you know how time uh, impacts or uh, either adds to or sorry <laughs> or makes that flay, You know makes the flavor you know
1: better. T- um, today is is Black Friday. The day that we're recording. And this is the day that Goose Island is releasing its Bourbon, Bourbon County, County stout. Bourbon yep, County. That's right, yeah. And Bourbon County is it's a big barrel-aged stout that's yes. vintage, And so people very commonly are hoarding prior years Bourbon County stout and then compare it from year <laughs> to year. So you'll I have people this week drinking 2012, 2011, yeah. and then the 2013.
0: Well, you know, I think the uh, so the this, this Stone Vertical Series was probably the one uh, commercial release of a aged product. Other than, and I'm addressing here to the Thomas Hardy, you know, sitting in front of us as well. That you know, I think has really hit a, a very mass audience in that that concept of vintage and aging, you know, beer itself. And I think a lot of people that sat down and actually tasted the entire vertical set of stone, Mm -hmm. I went through, I I did a couple of those events um, as the last one came out, it was very interesting watching people react to that. And if there was anything, I was just, I was watching the air basically get sucked out of the balloon. Um, And it just seemed like, I think that some people... We're looking at some of the comparisons that happened with wine or whiskey, mm-hmm. and almost uh, imprinting upon some of their expectations what would happen with beer. And uh, not only did, were there several vintages uh, through that process that were either influenced by cellar- cellaring characteristics or just basically the beer that year. The batch, yeah, uh, did not did not uh, age very well at all. Um, It was just, uh, I really found people reacting to those vertical tastings to be quite interesting. Um, It it was one of those things where I thought the marketing hype exceeded the quality of the product very easily. We see Um, this. Yes. (laughs) We Um, see
1: this. (coughs) We see this all the time. Dark Lord. Dark
0: Lord. Well. Dark Lord. Dark Lord. (laughs) Sorry. Well, you know, the, the the one event that I went to was, it was actually a blind tasting of the Stone Vertical Series, was my favorite event, where you didn't even know what was in what glasses. They had intermixed, you know, the vintage years, uh-huh. and you weren't tasting them in order or anything like that, and so people had no idea even what was in the glass. And they actually threw some other beers in there that weren't in the Vertical Series That was at all. that orgy I was talking about earlier, wasn't it? <laughs> no. Okay. <sorry. laughs> but... You know, I really found people reacting, especially in that blind taste testing, that all of a sudden, the marketing hype of that event was completely removed. And so, all of a sudden, people were just looking at what was in the glass Mm -hmm. and really responding to that directly. And, you know, I think that was the the one thing that I really enjoyed. It really kind of brought home the topic, you know, that kind of threw out here, which is to age or not to age. And I think, at the bottom line, you're absolutely right. It is based on the underlying product that you're starting with, whether it lends itself well or not. (coughs) And, you know, a lot of people uh, use hard and fast rules that only high-gravity or high-alcohol beers will even sustain themselves, you know, through an aging process at all. I don't know that that's true. Um, I've had some things that are actually nearly session, you know, uh, in terms Hmm. of the ABV style, or uh, swinging at 5% that I've had, you know, as much as a year or two later, that I actually thought they were much better, uh, you know, uh, a couple of years later. And it might have been they were starting from the bottom of the floor, and there was nowhere to go but up.
3: (laughs) You make me think um, of—I don't know if you watch The Walking Dead on AMC, but the internet is hilarious after some of those shows because they'll find like um, a terrapin that you can find anywhere, or red hair, or um, Sweetwater, and they're drinking these like three-year-old IPAs, and the whole internet's like, "No!"
2: Yeah, there's people on Twitter who are like freaking out of like like talking about Walking Dead, like a three-year-old IPA. <laughs> like, wow. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, it's supposed to be three years from the the start of
0: the zombie apocalypse or whatnot. Ah. Uh, and they're so finding beer. Oh, so there's a con- there's a continuity problem in the in the beer that they have. Oh no, 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 no it's there's not a con- continuity just- problem.
3: They're old. They're <laughs> like it's just in the show.
2: Think, think, think about think about it being in a world where like food is scarce. Period. Like pre prepared food, and so they come across this beer and they're like, "Hey, we have beer." They're really excited, and I don't blame them because beer is great. But then they're drinking like. IPA's that are three years old and in and, and the zombie apocalypse I'm not gonna be picky but the internet once again she we were talking about being on Twitter and people are saying oh that's a three-year-old IPA they're drinking think about that <laughs> well uh,
1: it's, it's better than that Natty Light tall boy. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: no
1: doubt well, that, that's very
0: true thanks for bringing it full circle yeah I yeah. really appreciate it Trent well I've really enjoyed our uh, discussion today and another really great show and tell sh- show uh, Trent I really loved the story today it was really great thank you, thank you so much for joining oh, us sure. we're gonna check in with you periodically and see how your streaks going okay Uh-oh. sounds great or right. could you follow him on Twitter or untapped oh we've been on un- untapped together trust no. me I, I I see every single uh, you know beer that he enjoys each day so actually we some of the beers we chose today, Actually, Uh, the ones he had this week influenced what we did not have today. Right. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, I would definitely encourage uh, a lot of folks, uh, our listeners, to definitely follow Trent on Untapped. Which is just Monkey Trent?
2: Monkey Trent. There you go. (laughs) And I'm not on Untapped, but on Instagram you can see the pictures that I'm taking of my beer, and the beer that Irony drinks as well, uh, via Kicks Player. That's K-I-C-K-S Player. And then, of course... uh, irony is on untapped right
3: yes and uh that's uh irony but uh, my untapped username is flagrante f-l-a-g-r-a-n-t-e
0: wow well, i need a beer to get through that one <laughs> good thing we have plenty yeah that's good um well uh Trent, I definitely hope we'll uh, catch up with you. Wonderful. yeah. Um, Kix, thank you for joining us for the conversation. No today. problem. Thanks for inviting us out. I look forward to the next arcade series. Let's <laughs> do it. <laughs> Irony, thank you for joining us today for the discussion. Pleasure. And uh, you can come back anytime as long as you bring more hardy with you. Okay? Will do. <laughs> Well, as a good boy, Mike, I want to thank our listeners for joining us for this episode. Uh, you can always catch lots of great updates on our Facebook page. We're on Twitter at SipSudSmokes and catch all of our daily tasting notes on there and on Untapped as well. We've been talking a little bit about it today. Uh, whatever you're enjoying, I'm going to ask you to keep on sipping.